Welcome back. Chip and Eric are reading the Bible together, and we've invited you into the room with us. Yes, and today is day 104. Can you believe that? I do believe it, Man. because it's on this paper right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. but it's just really, I remember on day one, and now we're at 104. Yeah, crazy. Good yeah, stuff happening. That, that is really crazy. Yesterday, we kind of cemented in that Saul is going to try to kill David again and again and again, and Jonathan has helped David escape. Jonathan and Saul, importantly, have made this vow mm-hmm. that they will always look out for one another's families. That's right. So, That's right. today we're going to pick up 1 Samuel chapter 21. David runs from Saul. David went to the town of Nob to see Ahimelech, the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he saw him. Why are you alone? He asked. Why is no one with you? The king has sent me on a private matter, David said. He told me not to tell anyone why I'm here. I've told my men where to meet me later. Now, what is there to eat? Give me five loaves of bread or anything else you have. We don't have any regular bread, the priest replied, but there is the holy bread, which you can have if your young men have not slept with any women recently. Well, don't worry. Ah, don't worry, David replied. I never allow my men to be with women when they're on a campaign. And since they stay clean on ordinary trips, how much more on this one? Since there was no other food available, the priest gave him the holy bread, the bread of the presence that was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. It had just been replaced that day with fresh bread. Now... Doeg the Edomite, Saul's chief herdsman, was there that day, having been detained before the Lord. David asked Ahimelech, Do you have a spear or sword? The king's business the king's business was so urgent that I didn't even have time to grab a weapon. I only have the sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, the priest replied. It is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. Take that if you want it, for there is nothing else here. There is nothing like it, David replied. Give it to me. So David escaped from Saul and went to King Achish of Gath, but the officers of Achish were unhappy about his being there. Isn't this David, the king of the land, they asked? Isn't he the one the people honor with dances, singing, Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands? That was a popular song back then. Oh, yeah, hit. (laughs) Big hit. David heard these comments and was very afraid of what King Achish of Gath might do to him. So he pretended to be insane, scratching on doors and drooling down his beard. Finally, King Achish said to his men, Must you bring me a madman? We already have enough of them around here. Why should I let someone like this be my guest? 1 Samuel 22, David at the Cave of Adullam. So David left Gath and escaped to the Cave of Adullam. Soon his brothers and all his other relatives joined him there. Then others began coming, men who were in trouble or in debt or who were just discontented until David was the captain of about 400 men. Later, David went to Mizpah in Moab, where he asked the king, saying, Please allow my father and mother to live here with you until I know what God is going to do uh, for me. Uh, So David's parents stayed in Moab with the king during the entire time David was living in his stronghold. One day, the prophet Gad told David, Leave the stronghold and return to the land of Judah. So David went to the forest of Hereth. The news of his arrival in Judah soon reached Saul. At that time, the king was sitting beneath the tamarisk tree on the hill of Gibeah, holding his spear and surrounded by his officers. Listen here, you men of Benjamin, Saul shouted to his officers when he heard the news. Has that son of Jesse promised every one of you fields and vineyards? Has he promised to make you all generals and captains in his army? Is that why you have conspired against me? For not one of you told me when my own son made a solemn pact with the son of Jesse. You're not even sorry for me. Think of it. My own son encouraged him to kill me, and he is trying to do it this very day. 
Then Doeg the Edomite, who was standing there with Saul's men, spoke up, saying, When I was at Nob, he said, I, I saw the son of Jesse talking to the priest, Ahimelech, Ahimelech son of Ahitub. Ahimelech consulted the Lord for him. Then he gave him food and the sword of Goliath the Philistine. The slaughter of the priests. King Saul immediately sent for Ahimelech and all his family who served as priests at Nob. When they arrived, Saul shouted at him, Listen to me, you son of Ahitub. <laughs> son of Ahitub. What is it, my king? Ahimelech asked. Why have you and the son of Jesse conspired against me? Saul demanded. Why did you give him food and a sword? Why have you consulted God for him? Why have you encouraged him to kill me as he is trying to do this very day? But, sir, Ahimelech replied, is any anyone among you all servants as faithful as David, your son-in-law? Why is he the captain of your bodyguard and a highly honored member of your household? This was certainly not the first time I consulted God for him. May the king not accuse me and my family in this matter, for I knew nothing at all of any plot against you. You will surely die, Ahimelech, along with your entire family, the king shouted. And, and he ordered his bodyguards, kill these priests of the Lord, for they are allies and conspirators with David. They knew he was running away from me, but they didn't tell me. But Saul's men refused to kill the Lord's priests. Then the king said to Doeg, you do it. So Doeg the Edomite turned on them and killed them. That day, 85 priests in all, still wearing their priestly garments. Then he went to Nob, the town of the priest, and killed the priest's families, men and women, children and babies, all the cattle and donkeys and sheep and goats. Only Abiathar, one of the sons of Ahimelech, escaped and fled to David. When he told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord, David exclaimed, I knew it. When I saw Doeg the Edomite there that day, I knew he was sure to tell Saul, Now I have caused the death of all your family, your father's family. Stay here with me and don't be afraid. I will protect you with my own life, for the same person wants to kill us both. First Samuel chapter 23, David protects the town of Keilah. One day news came to David that the Philistines were at Keilah stealing grain from the threshing floors. David asked the Lord, Should I go and attack them? Yes, go and save Keilah, the Lord told him. But David's men said, we're afraid even here in Judah. We certainly don't want to go to Keilah to fight the whole Philistine army. So David asked the Lord again, and again the Lord, Lord replied, Go down to Keilah, for I will help you conquer the Philistines. So David and his men went to Keilah. They slaughtered the Philistines, and they took all their livestock and rescued the people of Keilah. Now when Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Keilah, he brought the ephod with him. Saul soon learned that David was at Keilah. Good, he exclaimed. We've got him now. God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself in a walled town. So Saul mobilized his entire army to march at Keilah and besiege David and his men. But David learned of Saul's plan and told Abiathar the priest to bring the ephod and ask the Lord what he should do. Then David prayed, O Lord God of Israel, I have heard that Saul is planning to come and destroy Keilah because I am here. Will the leaders of Keilah betray me to him? And will Saul actually come as I have heard? O Lord, God of Israel, please tell me. And the Lord said, He will come. Again David asked, Will the leaders of Keilah betray me and my men to Saul? And the Lord replied, Yes, they will betray you. David hides in the wilderness. So David and his men, about 600 of them now, they left Keilah and began roaming the countryside. Word soon reached Saul that David had escaped, so he didn't go to Keilah after all. David now stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness in the hill country of Ziph. Saul hunted him day after day, but God didn't let Saul find him. One day near Horish, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. 
Don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. My father will never find you. You're going to be the king of Israel, and I will be next to you, as my father Saul is well aware. So the two of them renewed their solemn pact before the Lord. Then Jonathan returned home while David stayed at Horesh. But now the men of Ziph went to Saul and Gibeah and betrayed David to him. We know where David's hiding, they said. He is in the strongholds of Horesh on the hill of Hakilah, which is in the southern part of Jeshimon. Come now, come down whenever you're ready, O king, and we will catch him and hand him over to you. The Lord bless you, Saul said. At last, someone is concerned about me. Go and check again to be sure of where he was staying and who has seen him there, for I know that he is very crafty. Discover his hiding places and come back when you are sure. Then I'll go with you. If he's in the area at all, I'll track him down, even if I have to search every hiding place in Judah. So the men of Ziph returned home ahead of Saul. Meanwhile, David and his men had moved into the wilderness of Maom in the Arabah Valley south of Jeshimon. When David heard that Saul and his men were searching for him, he went further into the wilderness to the great rock, and he remained there in the wilderness of Maom. But Saul kept after him in the wilderness. Saul and David were now on opposite sides of a mountain. Just as Saul and his men began to close in on David and his men, an urgent message reached Saul that the Philistines were raiding Israel again. So Saul quit chasing David and returned to fight the Philistines. Ever since that time, the place where David was in, was camped has been called the Rock of Escape. David then went to live in the strongholds of En Gedi. First Samuel chapter 24, David spares Saul's life. After Saul returned from fighting the Philistines, he was told that David had gone into the wilderness of En Gedi. So Saul chose 3,000 elite troops from all Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the wild goats. At the place where the road passes some sheepfolds, Saul went into a cave and relieved himself. But as that happened, David and his men were hiding farther back in that very cave. Now is your opportunity, David's men whispered to him. Today the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do with as you wish. So David crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's robe. But then David's conscience began to bother him because he had cut Saul's robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this to my lord the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one, for the Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. After Saul had left a cave and gone on his way, David came out and shouted after him, My lord the king! And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Then he shouted to Saul, Why do you listen to the people who say I'm trying to harm you? This very day you can see with your own eyes it isn't true. For the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in the cave. Some of my men told me to kill you, but I spared you. For I said, I will never harm the king, for he is the Lord's anointed one. Look, my father, at what I have in my hand. It's a piece of the hem of your robe. I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. This proves that I am not trying to harm you and that I have not sinned against you, even though you've been hunting for me to kill me. May the Lord judge between us. Perhaps the Lord will punish you for what you're trying to do to me, but I'll never harm you. As the old proverb says, from evil people come evil deeds. So you can be sure I'll never harm you. Who is the king of Israel trying to catch you anyway? Should he spend his time chasing one who is worthless as a dead dog or a single flea? May the Lord therefore judge which of us is right and punish the guilty one. He is my advocate and he will rescue me from your power. When David had finished speaking, Saul called back, Is that really you, my son David? Then he began to cry. And he said to David, You are a better man than I am, for you have repaid me good for evil. Yes, you have been amazingly kind to me today, for when the Lord put me in a place where you could have killed me, you didn't do it. Who else would let his enemy get away when he had him in his power? May the Lord reward you well for the kindness you have shown me today. And now I realize that you are surely going to be king and that the kingdom of Israel will flourish under your rule. Now swear to me by the Lord that when that happens, you will not kill my family and destroy 
destroy my line of descendants. So, so David promised this to Saul with an oath. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went back to their stronghold. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, that is the end of our reading today. It's very good. You know, good stuff there. I'm realizing that Saul went through all the stages of grief. Hmm. Denial, anger, yeah. bargaining, depression, hmm. acceptance. True. He went through all those yeah. over the past couple of, of days here. And he was grieving. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Good, good catch. I never good thought point. of that before. Wow. wow. He sure did. Wow. Interesting. Huh. Anyway. Okay. So we answer two questions, Chip. Yes. Do you know what they are? Um, That's incorrect. It's so what and where's Jesus. Those are the true. two answers. Yes. Sometimes I can't believe 104 days in, Chip. Sometimes it's no um for me. Um, <laughs> what do I say? Um. There's a lot of um. What do I say it's every okay. day? Um, yeah, a lot of ums. Okay, um, here's something I've been learning, um, and I think we see it played out here a little bit. Uh, the lesson is simply this. Just because I can doesn't mean that I should. Yeah, yep. And just because yep. we can do something doesn't mean we should do something. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have a lot of people around telling you to do it, to do it, to do it. It makes sense. Go after it. Yeah. You know, I've learned... Um, through, through my time as a leader, um, that just because I can doesn't mean I should. And there's a lot of people that tell me that I can and that I should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, and the pressure is on. And sometimes I don't do what, what they think I should do. And because I just feel strongly that God's called me some, some other direction or to do some other thing. And it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And I've learned that, that sometimes that is okay. And so I think we see that here with David. Just because he can kill Saul doesn't mean he should kill Saul. And he doesn't. He doesn't do it. Right. You know, he gives it to God and he trusts God through this situation. Like he's done through this whole journey. And I might be still in some of your thunder here, but I another thing that was impressed upon me is how God is just preserving him. Yeah. You know, through this. The guy's running for his life. Again, it's it's kind of like watching a movie and, and we know the end result. And it's kind of like, oh, no, this is it. He's going to be done. I thought he was the guy. I thought he was the one where Jesus, the Savior, is going to come. And, and and I don't think so. And then all of a sudden God comes through and, oh, nope, I got this. Yep. You know, and it's a little crazy and there's a lot of killing and babies die and things like that. And, and that doesn't make sense to me. And David lies a little bit, too. And I don't know how all that plays out. But God uses it for good. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, for his glory. And David comes to his senses and has a lot of pressure, a lot of emotion. He has his moment. It could all be over. Mm-hmm. And he says, just because, basically, he has this idea, just because I can doesn't mean I should. He's the Lord's anointed. I'm not going to do it. Yep. So. I love that. That's the so what. Even when everyone around you is justifying it for you. Oh, it's hard. Yep. Oh, no, you're good. It's good. Do it. Makes sense. Um, okay. So, great. Mm-hmm. That was a great so what. Uh, you did. You nailed it. That um, I want our listeners and and us, of course, to not view this as the story of David, but as the story of Jesus. You know, the purpose is not to get David through this scenario <laughs> and right. to the end of his life, and then He's he dies. And just you know, piece. hooray, right? Um, the point is to preserve this lineage, mm-hmm. this royal line that's going to come and through which Jesus will come uh, mm-hmm. from Judah all the way down. From Abraham all the way down. From Adam all the way down, right? Like yeah. Jesus connects to all of these these different characters throughout. So that is the purpose of the story. That's where Jesus is. Bonus Jesus, 
uh, he refers back to this story. I also like referring back to this story when I raid the candy cabinet in Legacy Kids or wherever else, oh, yeah. um, you know, to say, you know, when, when Jesus gets caught, quote unquote, by the mm-hmm. Pharisees harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. says, haven't you read where David ate the showbread that was only for the priests? Yeah. You know, right. the yeah. purpose of the law is not to, to limit us, but for our benefit, mm. you know. And mm. so in this case, David, who is going to be the ancestor of Jesus, the royal ancestor of Jesus, would have died of starvation or been too weak to fight if the priest hadn't provided him with the showbread, which was just for the priests. Yeah. So right. the purpose of the law is not to, um, of that law is not to, um, you know, limit, but to give life. And so that's what Jesus says, you know, mm-hmm. man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for man. So he mm-hmm. refers back to this. And so often when I go and raid the snack cabinet, I say, didn't David eat the showbread? Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric, a, you can't, Eric, you can't yeah, eat David. the leftover Easter candy. Yeah, no. No, didn't, yeah. didn't David didn't eat the David showbread? <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean oh, that you Oh, here we go. I guess I should have listened oh, to this first. Wow. Wow. Wow, that was... Whew. Hey, we're probably right around Easter. Yeah. I don't know what day it is, yeah. but we're probably right around Easter You'll at this point. will figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. But anyway... Hey, happy Easter. <laughs> sure. I, I think. Maybe. Well, you guys, thank you for listening. Yes. yes. Share it around. Give it to everybody. Binge the Bible. T-shirts will come eventually. Um, yep. You'll get your 2022 T-shirts by next year. <laughs> it's here. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. We'll see you. Yeah. See you bye. Tomorrow. Bye.